Yeah, when Michelle just dropped me off because she's going to band practice, I, she was like, thanks for the pot pie, because we both got a pot pie. I said, thanks for bringing me to work. <laughs> Clocking in. I'm tangled up here. You said that. Got that right. Oh, fuck. God damn it. This fucking knot. Oh, God. Are we recording this? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Terrence's inevitable breakdown comes... Because because of bad cord management in the studio. I love when it's cold enough to have the fire going in here. All right. The Looks f- great. The fire goes on at all times, even in July. <coughs> I keep that fire on. I um. You got free gas up here or something? Yeah, it comes straight from the well. Right from the tap. Nice. Tapped right in it to does. the rock. Yeah, it does. Didn't you haven't you learned anything from the, the sobering FDA reports on that? <laughs> Which ones? You know, it's hard to sober up a sober man. About vaping. Oh, this not my <laughs> fireplace. Not your fireplace. Your vape. <laughs> no, there's no sobering FDA reports about the fireplace. At least not since 1932. Tom, this is a cookie factory. He has to vape that weed so that I can cook it. No, oh, okay. so that I can so turn it into butter. Assemb- it's just part of the assembly line. Yeah. Yeah, it's a process. <laughs> you're yeah. getting you're getting you're getting green lungs, so Tanya can. No, the thing that, that was it's a capitalism. killing people was those oil cartridges. They had vitamin E acetate oh, in them. A lot of people are saying vaping's not good for you, period. <laughs> I'm just I'm just giving you the information. Like Trump. Tom, the older we get, the more and I'm more just giving you the information you turn into a buzzkill. I can't do any drugs anymore around you without oh, that'll give you this, that'll give you this man. He I, is you it, the most on Tom is number one, a Bernie supporting Pentecostal school teaching <laughs> son, <laughs> but number two, a hypochondriac. That's no, almost listen. his premier identity. Listen. You cannot you come for him. Put a tap over on his. it. Put a tap on it. <laughs> All I, I listen. Nobody likes a buzzkill hypochondriac, man. I don't care what you do. I'm just giving you the information, make informed decisions. <laughs> That's it. Gotcha. Speaking truth to power is that's, all you're doing. That's all I'm doing. Oh. Truly, it, some of those liberal habits are hard to hard to kill. Like what? Like trying to give people information so that they make the right liberal. Being an information guy. That's my go-to cut for all my friends when they piss me off. Like, oh, you're a good Democrat, Tom. <laughs> God, he's sour today, isn't he? <laughs> I think we should both go outside and knock on the door and come in and start this whole God, thing over. Just looking out for his health. He just almost cut the cords up with yeah. his teeth. I saw red in his eyes. I'm in a fine mood. <laughs> I'm in a totally fine mood. No, just keep it going. It's good. Good content. Just <laughs> keep it. Look, know what you you're getting the real shit. The other day I was laughing about. Could you imagine our socially ass? socially awkward ass generation trying to enact a political purge you know like in the 60s and 70s people were all the time fucking purging one another from like their movements and like there'd be splinter groups and split off groups and stuff like that now we're so awkward we can't even fucking argue to each other's faces and when we just get pissed off we just leave the room or leave the group chat or something <laughs> leave the group chat yeah like could Has you left <laughs> yeah <laughs> could you imagine our generation trying to enact a political purge like um, so, Tom, I've been noticing you've been posting a lot of cringe lately. Um, 
You still do it. You just do it by unfollowing and not inviting them to the next thing. <laughs> and then it just keeps happening until they realize and then they find another That's what cult the, to join. the political purges look like now. Yeah. Yeah. You unfollow. Now. You soft block them. Yeah. Unfollow and soft block. This year, mine's going to be a very strategic Christmas card delivery. <laughs> or not. You're, you're either getting a Christmas card off. or you're not. You're striking <laughs> some people off the list. Yes. <laughs> Say more about that. What do you no, mean? No, I'm, I'm, I'm literally joking. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I did. We did make Christmas cards, and I've ordered them, and I'm excited. That's. We designed our own collage Christmas card. So you design them first and then order them. Well, yeah, we had to make the design. Michella drew an image. I put it on a background, like a fabric back, like a real fabric background, not like in the computer. <laughs> and then I cut out little letters and stuff and like made it a whole little thing and then I took a nice picture of it and I uploaded the image and then I'm having them printed. That's pretty cool. Remember like in the 90s fun. when your aunt would send you like a email card? An e an e, an e invite? An e-card. An e-Christmas card. <laughs> an e card. <laughs> I like, feel like I may a... have gotten two of those in my whole life. <laughs> I got them all the time because my aunt was a cheap ass who like never... <laughs> My aunt never fucking bought us Christmas gifts. Ever. And now that I'm older, she's like, tries to be buddy-buddy with me, like, friendly and stuff. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> have you ever bought her a Christmas present? No, but I don't have to. I'm 40 years younger than her. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we draw names on my mom. Well, my mom's side of the family is really the only side that counts at this point. Uh, uh-huh. But we drew names. Um, so all the kids... Got to, at Thanksgiving, got to draw a, a name out of the hat. So, however many kids you had, that's how many presents you had to buy. And then all the kids at Christmas got one gift. That's a smart way to do it. Yeah, it made it very fair. <clears throat> and then when Mama was having a hard year, she'd just say, just put me in it. <laughs> <laughs> throw me in it. Too, yeah, just throw it. me in there too. Then so she'd buy one present. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd get one present. <laughs> that's 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 good she could admit that. Yeah. Like, said, just put me my in My mom the or grandma, they would just like overextend themselves to like, yeah. you know, it'd be really bad. Yeah, that's funny. My Aunt <laughs> Sheila actually cleans Terrence's houses. She used houses, to, his mini homes. Or house. Uh, <laughs> she uh, she used to get me a bottle of Joe Von Musk every year for <laughs> Christmas. You know what I mean? She was so the gross. she was the manager of Dollar General up at May King for the longest time. Mm. She would. Get That's us my first, dollar store. I love it. Oh, she'd get us first dibs on the, uh, you know, our version of high karate or Drake Harden <laughs> or whatever. It was. High karate. Oh, Lord. Ants are a wild card when it comes to gifts. I don't, I've never had a single one give a good gift. Yeah. Ants, notoriously bad gift givers. Uncles, too. Yeah. Because they feel like they can't get you anything too good. I mean, it, it, I mean, it is like, it's someone you have to give a gift to because your brother had sex with somebody. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that's it. <laughs> It's like an extra entry on your (laughs) asset or your account ledger. The tie that binds is my dad's brother had my dad's brother had sex with this person. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Well, Well, from their perspective, I mean, like, it sucks that you have to spend more money. My dad's sister had sex. (laughs) That I I think this has been fairly true for me, but I'm breaking the cycle. I'm a great gift giving aunt. Really. Yes, I'm an auntie to many children, some of them not 
you know not you really not really related to me interesting but i've (laughs) i serve as an aunt too to many children who need a good gay aunt and i'm a great one i've bought like six gifts 20 <laughs> no i've got like 20 kids gifts this christmas and i only have two actual nephews that's where the, that's where the true billy's money is uh, yeah back that's where your, your heart back to the community. Your, your patreon money is going to kids gifts see uh, you can do that but if you're a male <laughs> a little weird that's weird that's weird? Uh, as tom says that's how you get a reputation it's yeah. mostly books it's almost all books except for my nephews i buy them stuff all year long and then just give them things all year long. And then at the end of the year, I give them all the things I hadn't gave them yet from the things I'd bought yeah. all year. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I've made a lot of gifts this year. Trying to be more creative. Yeah. And spend less money. And just be in stores less and online less. I don't know. It's just a fucking weird time of year, man. Well, Pe- I'll, People I'll... have this craze look in their eye, even at the grocery store. Yeah. Terrence is railing against it. I hate it. I went into the grocery store yesterday, and it, they were given snow last night. So it was, it, it maybe it wasn't just because of the Christmas craze, but maybe it was the weather too. But there were like four uh, grocery store employees standing in the doorway of the grocery store. It was raining and it was cold, chain smoking. I'd walk, I'd like navigate through a couple people and a cloud of smoke to get into the grocery <laughs> store yesterday. I was just like, woo, it's really a time of year. Well, yeah, because everyone's overworked. Yeah, just panic. This the thing, I, like, I genuinely think people th- say that, like, December is a month you don't get anything done, but honestly, it is such a goddamn stressful month. You got to buy presents. It's cold. It's cold. <laughs> Yeah, like you gotta do all this while it's cold <laughs> as fuck. Right. You gotta if you're like me, you gotta sign up for fucking healthcare before December fifteenth. Yeah, same. I know. I've went through all the steps, but I just don't. I'm afraid to t- to click the last thing to commit. Mm, I did today. Did you do it today? I think I'm gonna do it tomorrow. Look, I, yeah. Let let's let's talk about this. You committed to a plan. I committed to a plan. Uh, send me a screenshot of what you got, cause I'm just like. I don't fucking know what to do. I, I, I'm so goddamn salty about this. Um, because this comes <clears throat> at the time where this Pete Buttigieg stuff is going on. With, with It's come out that when he was at McKinsey, they were consulting with Blue Cross Blue Shield and the U.S. Postal Service and some Canadian grocery <laughs> chain called Loblaw or something. <laughs> It's not odd uh, mix of everywhere. Clients. He's got a like a l- pile of bodies everywhere he goes. The guy, the the guy is a impish little sociopath. Don't you think that's most people who come home from war and go on to be successful? Yeah, but I don't. But he think didn't he... have to go to war. No, <laughs> he went and held a gun in the desert and took a picture with it. No, he didn't actually do anything. He was doing economic development in Afghanistan for McKinsey. <laughs> Wait, so. that's what his service it was? Yes. He was like a contract <laughs> cowboy? <clears throat> he was a butcher. <laughs> he probably didn't do the butching, just guessing on how he held that gun. But <laughs> but he was a hatchet man. Uh, yeah. And everywhere he goes, there's a pile of bodies. Whether it's the Postal Service or Blue Cross Blue Shield, there have been just people laid off in the wake of him... Mayo Pete shows up. Yeah, jobs are lost. That's done. 
I mean, really, he's like the Grim Reaper for jobs. Well, yeah, well, he can't That's a man who says he loves jobs. There's a man who says he loves jobs. He's going to create all these jobs, but nothing suggests he does. It looks like the opposite, actually. That's what they need to be hitting him on. Yeah. That's what they need to be hitting. Yeah, you on. say you're a jobs guy. Then it, did you see the weird thing where he tried to flip it around on Bernie and I guess warn some of the others that support him for a Yeah. Uh-huh. I did see that. He's like, Well actually others in the Democratic Party what their rhetoric is gonna cost everybody that works in the insurance industry a job, which is actually kinda a savvy political move on his part. Uh-huh. I don't say savvy. Let me walk it back a little <laughs> bit. It's like a good jab. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also like eh. <laughs> I guess you're still selling life insurance. You would have a job. Fuck insurance. Fuck yeah, advertising. I, these are these are yeah, fields that should not exist. Well, the, the, these are like this is the money thing. pits. Let's talk. Let's talk about this. Let's get in the weeds with this because it's kind of mirrors the coal thing with global warming. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a it's a hard it's it's like a, it's not hard. I mean, I'm an in for a supporter, but it's like. Uh, what do we do with people that are like, I mean, you well, know. The, here's the thing. Sure. It's There's actually, a lot of jackals in insurance. It's interesting sure. you brought that up, though, because I think, comparatively, if you ask the entire healthcare industry tomorrow, I think people, most people would be totally fine with Would be it. totally fine, well, yeah. That's my insurance. That's, yeah, the insurance. Well, that's what industry, and yeah. I, honestly, with Infra-A, like, I, I would, you, I'd be it'd be hard to convince me that whatever we lose in insurance, bullshit insurance jobs wouldn't be picked up in the fucking actual servicing medical field for people who are going to be actually getting care all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm just, I'm just teeing it up, you know. <laughs> you just looked at me like I was, I was, I was carrying water for Mayor Pete over here. I'm sorry, dude. People have been killing me with this shit. I'll people stand down. think that our stances on here are like really firm and concrete, and that we like are arguing about it. But literally, we agree most ninety five percent of the time. And yeah. also, it's like our our ideas are genuinely. Not firm and concrete. They're constantly fucking changing. Yeah, we're not a cult, turns out. <laughs> so we we do disagree occasionally. That, that the last interview we did, she said, "Do y'all agree on everything?" Yes, we are a sex cult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes, we are. That is going to be the news. Cl- that's going to be the audio clip that gets used. Yes, we are a sex cult. It's going to be the audio clip they use against me one time. <laughs> Oh, did you say that? I just said it to joke about how we should have answered the woman who asked us if we always agree on everything. Oh. Oh, I thought interview. you said that on that interview. The other day. I was like, I don't no, know. she said no. it to her representative who was, again, once again, proving that this will be the second representative in a row that has harassed you rather than the other way around. And they're in the oh, same yeah. office. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> in the same position. Coming for me. <laughs> now, I was talking about the news lady, though. The news anchor. Just getting punked by your representatives. God, yeah. Todd, they, <laughs> you get, me. they you come get for me. You get dunked on all the time by your state reps. I get dunked on by people all the time. And it usually is for something you two have done, honestly. Really? Like what? <laughs> oh, come <laughs> on. Don't try me today. I'm, I'm out in a bad here. Mood. I'm out here. <laughs> it's snake trays over here. Terrence never leaves the house. You've moved to Lexington, and I'm out here in the streets taking all the feedback. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Climb down off the cross, asshole. We need we the wood. We need the wood. <laughs> Not here. We're burning fucking natural gas in here, buddy. That's straight from the pipe. <laughs> okay, but like on this insurance thing, like I cannot find a a plan with less than a $7,500 deductible and less than a $250 premium. Yeah, the insane. only reason I enrolled in a plan was because I managed to just squeak by with a tax credit that got yeah. my premium down to about $80. I thank a liberal, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I, me too. So I have, based on what I have projected that I will make, I have a tax credit too or whatever, but w- it, it's possible that we will end up making more than what we've predicted. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we're going to have to oh, we're going to owe that. We're going to owe that if tax I get credit to back. The, if I get to the end of next year and I have already spent so cuz then if you like dig down in the weeds of this is the healthcare.gov open enrollment whatever. Yeah. If you get down into the weeds and like keep clicking it'll say like would you like us to estimate your annual like what you'll end up spending? And it's unbelievable. I don't I don't I, Shouldn't we be healthier than this at this age? <laughs> <laughs> so between estimated, uh, like, uh, the monthly premium, the monthly cost of the plan, plus estimated, like, how often you would go to the doctor. So it's like, at least for, I have to have at least a pap smear. I, you know, there's like, I have to at least get a fucking inhaler. There are a few things I know, no matter what, healthy as a horse, I've got to do, like, in a year's time. Uh-huh. And even they estimate higher than that. And I have to have allergy medicine. There's just like some things. You got all kinds of fucking. You need a lot of inhalers. I'm kept more alive by modern medicine at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's on a drip in here. Terrence is an iron lung upstairs. <laughs> and so, I'm pre- the estimate was over like six grand. Uh-huh. And I was just like, uh, how? <laughs> Fuck me up. And none of that stuff is like anything weird. You know what I mean? Not like no, you have to have, you're managing have, a chronic condition. Right, I don't have any chronic illnesses that I know of. Yeah. I do have lower back problems, but I usually just uh, treat ate that. Up, ate up with sorriness, but yeah, that's about it. Treat that with weed and whiskey. Yeah. But what I don't understand, there's honestly. Naps. There's no fucking point to getting a health care plan with a deductible at $7,500. Unless I do not, you have $7,500 you can just pull out on a finger? I do not have that in the bank right now. No. Not across three <laughs> accounts. I do not. Well, look, 100% do not have $7,500 in the bank. I want to divest. I just want to dissect that for a minute. That means if you have a plan, if you have a deductible, $7,500 deductible, that means... It does not even kick in until you spend $7,500. That means that you they are... You have to be so lucky. Like, gambling is... I mean, insurance is like gambling. Yeah. It's yeah. basically like, I mean, I don't know. I don't get sick that often. I guess I'll take the chance. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... It's so weird that insurance is like this hedge against the future, but you have to gamble with your own yeah and your own life let me tell you something i heard bill clinton say in in the flesh one day he said remember when like the the aca the whole conversation around enacting all that was going out and people were saying like no this is like republicans were saying this is unconstitutional yeah so you were working for the clinton foundation during the obama years yeah that's a real 2012 yeah that's a real (laughs) special time to be under a clinton wing well clinton was shilling for it and he was like there were merchant seamen and then everybody's like "Mm, seamen (laughs) 
<laughs> that had to get like that were forced by the government to get their cargo and everything insured. I don't know. That was his precedent that he'd set that for the legality. That was like how this is how liberals combat. Oh, the yeah, Republicans yeah. with historical precedents. They they or, historical a, a, a merchant seaman in 17 or whatever. Yeah, a story about seaman. Yeah. Was it the Commerce Clause? It might have been. I don't know. Anyway. I could tell you all about the Commerce Clause. Article 3, Section 8, Clause oh my God. 12, 13. <laughs> that, was big, that was big in 2012. It was. Commerce Clause was on the tip of everybody's tongue, along with the words, <laughs> along with the words Robert's Court. Oh, my God. Anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, anyway, that's all I had. But, uh, what, getting... but what? He, that's what he said? That's all he had to say about ACI? That was it. Something about merchant semen. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been crazy working there, though, because they were... they hate. Didn't they hate Obama? I oh, hated Obama. Clinton's hated Obama. I hated Obama, yeah. Very racist yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm extremely racist. <laughs> Um, Just normal Americans, really. But no, yeah, no, that has a different a, level. You think it's a click, <laughs> click more? Well, they have more power than most people. The, I, I, go ahead, sir. Well, I just do want to talk more about our plan here, and I do think this is bound to be helpful to at least some fucking body. But um, I, I, I have wondered if there might be some special Kentucky, new Kentucky stuff happening. In the new year, because Brashear's in office. And Tanya, putting... Tanya's got a little Steve Brashear nostalgia. Well, <laughs> want, Tanya's wanting Connect to come back. You don't, you think that's stupid? No, we're not good. At it. What, what he's doing, he lifted the Medicaid waiver. So if you qualify for Medicaid, that might impact you. The most he could do is reenact the, the marketplace, the Connect thing. That would just be more options? Probably, yeah. But right now, the... you get Anthem... Care source is what I got. got care oh, care man. source, bro. Dude, don't get sick, <laughs> I think man. That's what mine was. Goddamn care source. <laughs> care source, bro. I got fucking care source. <laughs> and you're gonna pay eighty bucks a month for it. Yeah, oh eighty dollars a month <laughs> for care source insurance. <laughs> It's all I can afford. I'm God serious. Damn, that's dark. The man. cheapest Anthem plan is about two hundred dollars with the tax credit. Or about $150 with the tax credit. But this, this is the thing that t- that blows my mind about insurance. Is that they're selling individual products, right? Every plan is a product. And they're selling it and they're tailored to specific people's lifestyles and income brackets. And so the cynicism built into it just from the point of service. Is immediately as soon as you go to it. Just slaps you in the face. And it's incredible to me that the Democrats totally, like, they're so out of touch that this didn't occur to them at all when creating the ACA. Like, they still fundamentally don't understand that the whole process of going and groveling for health care and barely being able to afford it, it ruining your life, is a slap in the face, regardless of whether or not there's some... Well, you've said it. Government you've, you've, you've said it. that's just like electoral politics it's just like jobs right the fact we have to have jobs is still a slap in the face like the fact we're out here pining for all these jobs the fact we're out here pining <laughs> for health insurance which is the origins of are not much different from fucking numbers running or yeah any other sort of illicit mob activity <laughs> yes, 
Exactly. Really? I swear to God. It might. It oh, you're right. To, I tried today. I tried to make an appointment for a pap smear before the end of the year. So before my insurance, my current insurance runs out at the end of the year. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to make a disappointment. I'm like, what all can I fucking do before December 31? Like do as much as I can because I don't know. It's just unclear to me what's going to be possible in the new year with this new plan, if I get it or not. With your new care source plan. Yeah, with my new fucking care source. <laughs> uh, my uh, health care theater I'm about to pay a lot of money for. That is the interesting thing is it's so patently tilted in favor of, of the health industry. Mm-hmm. It's just like I ran a book in college, sports book in college, and I know that when I put the juice out there, okay, and when I set my lines, I'm doing this so I'll, ha- I'll have the advantage every time. Every time. Every time. <laughs> In a vacuum, you cannot beat me. Like, if you keep playing every day, I'm eventually going to take you for everything you have. <laughs> and it is the same in the health insurance industry. That's crazy. Oh, it is. Well, I, I mean, I, I didn't get to finish my health care story today. When I called, they couldn't tell me. My doctor's, my doctor's office, which I've been going to for seven years, the same place. They couldn't tell me if my insurance, if it was time yet for my insurance to, to agree to pay for my pap smear because they just were bought out by fucking ARH. And right now she said, quote, we don't have access to our previous files at this time. <laughs> she said, the only thing I have on file is your last appointment in September, which was about something totally different. And I was just like. Wow, that might be an interesting detail to know if you show up in the emergency room yeah, bleeding out like, your eyes tonight. So you don't have access to my last seven years of medical records currently. She was like, we're working on retrieving them. What the fuck does that mean? They ran off in the woods with Mayor Pete. And this is a woman in downtown Winesburg. This wasn't like a call center. Yeah. And I was like, can you just get in touch with my insurance, please, and tell me if it's time? Like, can you? And she's like, okay, let me see if one of the nurses can do that. Because I said, that's what they've done in the past. They've told me. Like, they have contacted the insurance company because they do all the time. These people know exactly how to do this. This is their literal jobs. And then she called me back, and she was like, no, we can't. You're going to have to get a hold of your insurance yourself. So now I'm going to have to spend probably a whole day trying to get this fucking sorted out because they don't even have my medical records right now. They couldn't even tell me when my last pap smear was. And I guess arguably maybe I should have wrote that down somewhere. But goddamn. Why the fuck? Well, let me just say this. There is literally a whole department, staff department, dedicated to something called medical records. Yeah, literally. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's good to be a good patient to keep up on your shit, but if you're an otherwise healthy person not managing any chronic conditions, I mean, I don't blame you in your situation for not actually writing that down. Yeah, I'd have to be Brett Kavanaugh and go back through my fucking <laughs> daily notes of everything I've ever done, check to see if I've fucking got a pap smear or raped somebody. In my, deep in my annuals. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Well, the, the the funny thing about all this is that Pete Buttigieg is now, like, a, the thing that the, a lot of these people keep saying is that um, their defense now is that healthcare jobs are going to be lost with Medicare for All, because we have to nationalize it. And, um... There's just no way. I know. Basically, all you're doing is moving that workforce over to a government-run uh, system, basically. And it's just no longer based on gambling, as you were, like you were saying earlier. It's just no longer a mob run. Um, there's someone here in a reflective... UPS package. Oh, nice. Again, we keep getting deliveries while we're see here See if you're going to talk about the new Teamsters contract. Yeah. Thanks, man. Cute hat. 
What'd you get? For you or for someone else? For my brother. Nice. My baby, bro, my baby bro. Did you get him a crumb of insurance? <laughs> I got him one crumb of insurance. Please, please, please. I got a crumb of for Christmas. Ask all your relatives to pitch in five hundred dollars for your deductible. <laughs> like, just hold on to it. I don't need it right now, but I'll tap you for it and just peace out. Seven hundred fifty. Seven. Okay. Five hundred dollars. But here's the thing. Um. So, let's say you're trying to decide on a plan. Uh, as you're saying earlier, yeah, your deductible is what you have to hit. To, and I didn't even realize this until like maybe two weeks ago. Before they ever pay anything. Before they pay anything. <laughs> so you could go and snap your fucking arm in eighteen different places and rack up like a seven hundred, seven thousand and four hundred and ninety-five dollar medical bill. No help. <laughs> You may tell you what's interesting about that though. It's just like no. Here's what's here's what's here's what's super fucking interesting about that. All those plans. The only people I know that have like like there's doctors that have like ten and twenty thousand dollar deductibles. Doctors? Like rich people have those plans. The cheapest plans are the ones that rich people get. Yeah. Because if you get sick. If you don't get sick, that's money in your pocket. If you do get sick, you can afford to spend seventy five hundred dollars, ten thousand dollars on a deductible. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you're an otherwise healthy rich person, yeah, I'll just get the men plan that's like, you know, seven dollars a month. But if you're a working person who, you know, is oftentimes dealing with chronic stress, which leads to a lot of different other problems that and being out I won't of bore work. you with because I'm trying to change my reputation as a health scold. <laughs> <laughs> but and be, and a day off work could fuck up your whole life. Could fuck up your entire existence. Not right? just being sick, but time off work can pro- could impact a dozen people. You're coming out you. five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars. Sometimes twelve hundred dollars in a month. That kind of shit. Or lose yeah. your fucking job. Yeah. You know what's so crazy? And Terrence brought this up on that video we did for Means about the company towns. But I've been thinking about this a little bit. It's like. That's always the bargaining chip for companies to keep you in a job is to dangle that insurance oh, you yeah. know, in front of you like a carrot to a horse. My current job, trying to leave, that's what they did. My. Harass, like manipulation. Yeah, they throw that. Like, manipulation hey, you'll be via you know, healthcare. You, right, yeah, and which is sadistic on its face. Oh, my God. But, too, sick. oftentimes that insurance really isn't worth the paper it's printed on. Like, I was talking, when my brother-in-law got laid off from, um, forget the mines he worked at before his new, maybe, maybe it was Revelation, I'm not sure, wherever it was. Uh, Cumberland River. They were like, "Yeah, I just." I'm like, "Why don't you all just like? Why don't you try something else? You know, because this is when like all these layoffs were happening, and it was like, you know, this nonprofit sector. A lot of them would jump at the chance to have, you know, a former miner that's out here, you know, being a mouthpiece for some of this stuff. Like, why don't you look into that? Man, I just, I can't because of the insurance. And then I'd talk to my sister, and, I, and she'd be like, "Yeah, our deductible is eight thousand dollars." Jesus Christ! And I was like. Why? That's what's keeping you around? Yeah. <laughs> $8,000 deductible? You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Which I understand. I'm not trying to trivialize that because, you know, you got family and stuff. But, well, it ain't good. It ain't good coverage. What you were saying earlier almost seems counterintuitive, but you're right. Like, rich people have lower deductibles. They have, like, a... They right. Pay, they pay less taxes. This is why they're rich. Because everything in life they that pinch. costs us money... Well, it's not... I mean, it's not only that, but everything in life that costs us money to live, they need to keep us subordinate. They get off cheap on it, so they pay fewer or less taxes. Right. 
They pay lower deductibles and everything. They don't, you know, they don't have car notes. They right. don't have house notes because they can afford to pay in cash or whatever. Yeah. The video where they were ta- they were telling English people, British people about our healthcare. Did y'all see that? Oh, and they just can't believe that like an ambulance ride's like nine thousand. Well, that's what I was about to say when you said when you were talking about how they're like worried about all losing all these medical jobs. What what pit, what I will never understand is how we let these people lie to us for so long when we can literally Google the reality in fucking a hundred other countries. Right. This is done well in hundreds of other countries, or I don't know how many. Lots yeah. of other countries. I don't know how many. Plenty. Either, <laughs> I mean, it, it's clear. This isn't an imagined. Like we're just trying to create something that's never existed before. There are so many things they just like fucking completely just lie to us for our for generations. To, uh, mostly using jobs as fear. We'll lose all these jobs. You won't be able to afford. You'll wait. You'll wait ten years for knee surgery. <laughs> this fucking crazy shit. Yeah. When you can literally see when we have American doctors going to Canada for routine or Rand procedures. Paul going to Canada to have his ribs removed. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was talking about exactly. Well, uh, yeah, I I think that like uh, if you're talking about Paul, a political sale, I, I I'm just continually amazed that. People continue to run on anything to the right of Medicare for all. It's insane. I, and I, have the fucking balls to tell Rachel Maddow. They don't understand. <laughs> they they just they're completely unaware that like we can read. People hate their insurance. Look, okay, I'll say I'll say this. Matt Jones, when he came on here, he had a, he had he had one good point, <laughs> which is that I don't know what you're gonna say, and I don't think it was a good point. Is that unions do not support? Well, not not I want to say all unions, but a great deal of unions do not support Medicare for all. And he, the reason why is exactly why he said because they fought for their med- medical yeah. benefits and their health care. They like their benefits package because they fought for it. That's right. what he said. They're invested in it, not because it's a great plan necessarily. I mean, a lot of unions do have really good health coverage, yeah. but not all of them. Yeah, yeah, right. And they're not all. I mean, there's. <laughs> Well, do you think that explains why, like, WFP supported Warren or something like that? Because there's, like, room to keep private insurance in there or something? But I honestly, you know, what, I don't think it's necessary, uh, necessarily a they have great insurance. It's because they, like, fought so hard for it, they're so invested in it. And it's this idea that if people have a bigger piece of pie, their pie's less. It's that idea. You think that's it? I think that's definitely some of it. I think it's also because their plans are good. There aren't that many good plans, like in the in a percentage. Like there's so few. Even when I worked for KFTC, which we had, with, for our insurance company, which was like a huge national insurance company, we had what they called the Cadillac plan, and we were grandfathered in. They didn't even offer it anymore, and it still had a high deductible. And I was still turned away from the doctor I wanted to go to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you think that like there if you're just a- aren't. They, they, these are like they, they don't exist. Perfect. These like terrific, amazing plans don't fucking. Yeah, exist. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. <laughs> but some plans are stronger than others. Sure, of yeah. course. Yeah, I think that they, it, regardless, they're. I know. I, I agree. Uh, I don't even know the point I was trying to make. I guess it's just that that those are the only people I know of that actually do like their their health care. Those are the only people. Yeah, I know of. The, but the vast majority of people don't. 
Yeah. But I still think it's sort of like, I fought hard for my insurance and you'll not take it from my cold dead hands. I it, think it's that kind it of shit. Be, yeah. It's not necessary. It's a mix, I'm sure, but it, it has some, it's some of it. But, it, you know, when you, I mean, I think that's just some of, though, the, some of the aftermath of union organizing. It's like, it is so hard. It, it's so challenging to fight against <laughs> the the like capital capitalist labor system and to try to organize in labor it's so difficult that those are some of the aftermaths that people are like bitter and are like hanging with a death grip onto what they earned what they won yeah you know even when it's not that great and it was a small step in a big scheme in in like the big broad yeah no that's right well uh i don't know um it doesn't seem like very hard sell though to get people to no Y'all remember when the ACA marketplace opened up and they had their plans color coded, like they were like Olympic medals. Oh yeah! And I instantly was like, "Yeah, I'm a bronze boy. <laughs> Skip past <laughs> platinum, silver, and gold. Let's see what what what's in the bronze." They category. still are. I have a. I, I was like, "You, yeah, I have a silver plan." They told me <laughs> aristocrat. When I went through the thing, it was like you qualify for tax. What do they call them? Like a tax credit. Yeah, a tax credit for a silver plan. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. Your best deal will be with a silver plan. Oh, they yeah, were just they, selling it to me. They did that, and I was like, well, but what's the cheapest? <laughs> yeah, but they still, it is still on healthcare.gov today. It is gold, silver, bronze. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty dumb, but um, you have until Sunday, December 15th. I don't know when this is coming out. This might come out, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, it failed. <laughs> we failed you. You couldn't get to the healthcare marketplace. <laughs> no, we should put this out tomorrow. It's so topical. Yeah. Uh, so, Mayor Pete, before we pivot here, one other thing. What's the bread price fixing scheme? Oh, I think that was his other thing. <laughs> This motherfucker fixed the price of bread. Uh, bread in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> not even in America. Not even in America. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else to be said about <laughs> how just... It's funny to see Mayor Pete's mask slipping. Like, he's a total ghoul, like, foreign policy-esque. Like, you know, it's like one of these, like, just total sociopaths. And it's funny to see Mr. High High Hopes and the mask is slipping a little bit. And you can see, like, this, like, little... Like catty demon coming out, like the just stone cold, like doesn't care about anything. But then, like he tries to readjust and put his high high hopes mask back on. You know what I mean? It's just so funny <laughs> to see just somebody so unlikable and so just patently evil, just fa- floundering. Anyway, that's all I want to say about that. He's the high high hopes guy. It's so funny. I wonder how many times he's heard that stupid fucking song. Well, he won't do the dance. <clears throat> he won't. No, they tried to ask him to. Tried to get him to. <laughs> he wouldn't do it. Amazing. Which really goes to show you. He look, wouldn't do his own dance. He wouldn't do his own dance. All those stupid staffers. Let me just give you a piece of advice, folks. No matter what job you find yourself in, no matter what kind of team building environment you find yourself in, if your grand potentate won't do the dance, you shouldn't either. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we got a full bag of content here um at 40 minutes in at 40 minutes in oh this is a mar- this is a marathon and i have a game show for us to play yeah we have a we're gonna cut two episodes out of this so great 
Item number two, um, Paul Volkler died. <laughs> I know how much that uh, impacts both of you. Um, the only reason I bring this up is because I don't... I'm always getting Paul Volcker mixed up in my head with, like, Alan Greenspan, Milton Friedman, Tim Geithner. Like, I don't actually know. Paul, Paul Volcker's, like, the 6'10 guy, right? He's, like, really tall guy. Like, James Comey? Didn't James Comey? Yeah. I think Paul Volcker was, like, a really tall guy. That, like, what was his master stroke in the markets? Like, he did something with inflation. That oh. all the billionaires love him. Yeah, yeah. Like, he died a hero to, like, the money class. <laughs> well, I always see his name in reference to inflation. He right. fought inflation. I think he was, like, a Reagan guy. Right? Okay. Sounds right. Warren thanked him and was like, we love you, Paul. Oh, uh, wow. Liz Warren? Yeah, yeah. You didn't see it? War. She had a tweet that was like, I love you so much, Paul. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love you so much, Paul. I'm so sorry you died. I'm so sorry you're dead. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm so sorry you died at age 94. Um, Healthy, happy. Yeah, it was like it was a really bizarre tweet. Um, but it was bizarre because at first I, like I said, I'm always confusing him with like the bad, other bad guys. Like bad people in our era now. Like, at any other time in history, bad people were known for the obviously bad things they did. Like, Vlad... The Impaler. Impaled people. Like, you're... <laughs> you usually got a nickname. Yeah. Ivan the Terrible. Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Yeah. <laughs> Hitler... Well, they don't have to say anything about that. Some know. people just... <laughs> Hitler's kind of like the Brazilian soccer player of bad guys. Like, you know how like, Brazilian <laughs> soccer players just need one name? That's it. Yes, yes. He was like Ronaldinho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, nowadays, like the bad guys, they're 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 just like technocrats. Like you don't even know what the fuck they do. They just manipulate markets and pull levers. Yeah, because they can be the worst if no one knows who they are. Yeah, exactly. They can do the worst. Exactly. Well, it's almost like too like. They see which way the money's shifting, and they just go to where they can, like, refunnel it. And so they make up a new economic concept mm. that allows them to funnel more money from the working, poor and working classes. Right, like trickle-down economics. Or the derivatives <laughs> market. <laughs> derivatives. You know what I'm saying? They're, yeah, they're yeah, seasoned, yeah. like, hedge fund guys that can't tell you a damn thing about how derivatives work. Yeah. Because right. it's fucking made up. Right. <laughs> this is the same thing in philanthropy. They have, like, donor-advised funds. And just like very specific things that, that that's there that's how you just, that's how you woke stolen money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how they hide money away and right. refuse to release yeah, it. Yeah, it was it, it was a good thing. Uh that uh you know, I saw it going around that uh uh anyway, never mind, I lost my phone. What, Tom? I, I lost it. It sounded good. Reel it back. Oh, um, shit. Hold that thought. One second. Well, uh, anyways. <coughs> the Volcker rule. Yeah. Didn't he have a Volcker, a Volcker rule? Wasn't there something called the Volcker rule? Google it, Tom. You got your computer out. Volcker. Uh, it's, I mean, it's another one of those things like you were saying earlier. Like, a thing to funnel more. Volcker rule. Yeah. That's the number one most Googled thing after Volcker <laughs> dead. 
Volker Dad. The Volker Rule is a federal regulation that generally prohibits banks from conducting certain investment activities with their own accounts and limits their dealings with hedge funds and private equity funds, also called covered funds. Oh, okay. So let's we well, can we can decipher this. Can we? Yeah. Um, it refers to Article Six Nineteen of the Dodd Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act. The rule was originally proposed by American economist and former U.S. Federal Reserve Chairman Paul Volcker to restrict United States banks from making certain, as you just said, certain kinds of speculative investments that do not benefit their customers. Wasn't this have to do, didn't this have to do with like how they broke down, you're all this time hearing people like Warren say they broke down Glass-Steagall. Oh, they broke down Glass-Steagall. Yeah. That's what resulted in the 2008. That's what caused the 2008 crash. They broke down Glass-Steagall. Like, is Volcker rule an attempt to put Glass-Steagall back Back re- to repair it. To repair it. Is <laughs> Volcker... I, I don't know anything about these economics, dude. Well, no, but these guys, like, I think that they, they have to... We're reverse engineering economics here, by the way. <laughs> they have to, like, keep the wheels on the system. Right. That it, let it fully... It's coming, managerial, right. Right, right. without it fully coming undone. And so, after 2008, I think they had to put back this sort of barrier between speculative investment and what we and you do when we go to the bank. Basically, like, I think that... (laughs) Dude, I don't fucking know. These banks were, like, taking people's money. You know how me and you, we go to the bank, we deposit our money into the bank? Mostly just take it out, but yeah. Mostly just take it out, right. Mm -hmm. But they would take the money that people had put into their banks and then loan the money. That's what Mm -hmm. a bank does or something. But they were sinking all this money into speculative investments. investments. And Paul came along, all six (laughs) foot ten of him, and said, not on my watch. We're going to rebuild the (laughs) Glass-Steagall. And we're going to stop that from happening. (laughs) Is he kind of like a neoliberal hero? Yes. Yeah, 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 for sure. So he won't let banks invest in themselves, in their own shit. (laughs) He's against bank (laughs) self-care. Kind of disappointing, honestly. Even if if banks are people, they you need self care to too, as well as you know, voting <laughs> rights and so forth. Um, yeah, if corporations are people, why don't they get to vote? There's a question. I'd say they do, <laughs> right? With hey, their money, they do the same thing we do every day when we go eat at Chick Fil A. We they vote with their dollars. <laughs> <laughs> every day at Chick Fil A. Um, every day, every day you spend money, you're going to the ballot box. That's right. That's very true. Um. Uh, let's see. Okay, what else do we got here? All right, I had one more thing from on today's list of things to talk about, and then we could take a break. How's that sound? How's that sound? Huh? Sounds good. Yeehaw! How's that sound? Do you have donuts waiting for us in the break room? I do not. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I have calling no my union rep. I have no such thing. We were told we would have snacks. All right. Breakfast would be provided. Um, this was sent to me from listener Drew Frog. Shout out to hey, Drew. Hey, Drew. Who sends me a lot of our content these days. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put him on payroll. He's our manager. Um, our producer. This is pretty good. So, as it, as you all know, you've probably seen the headlines. Bevan is now out. And Andy Bashir is There's in. a new sheriff in There's there. a new sheriff in town. I saw that he had never lived... Like, he never lived in the mansion because he had all those kids somewhere. I don't know. Probably lived in a bigger house than what the state house is. Probably. But he'd done something in there that day so that he didn't turn the house over until like an hour before 
uh, inauguration. He's or just something. Yeah. shit in it. He just, yeah, he was shit just to be extra petty. He was just like holed up in there, just shitting and farting yeah, all the way through the house, just doing who God knows what. I had to. Uh, he had a boudoir photo shoot in there. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Four hours long. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that'd be awesome. I had a uh, couple of. Uh, I mean, I hate, I mean, boomer's such an overused phrase, but a couple of boomers that I, I go to the dog park with in the morning. <laughs> we just read them as we see them. That's it. They, uh, we were around in the turn, and I guess my my guy Steve incorrectly read my persuasion. Not that I'm a liberal or whatever, but, like, he was like, can you believe what our new dumbass governor's done? <laughs> The new one as in like new new like this yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, like Andy Bashir. I understand it, man. People make that mistake with me all the time. Yeah. Well, that's true because I think we give the Democrats so much hell that like people think we're conservative. We don't have sometimes. a liberal disposition. Right, exactly. We don't have this like earnest, naive We don't do the high hopes dance. We don't do the <laughs> high hand hopes dance. Right. <laughs> At least not in no, public. we're incredibly jaded. Right. And, and negative. We're negative. <laughs> we're just... We are we're just ne- get out in front of it. We're just we're, negative. We're just negative people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we break down rather than build up. We tear down oh, yeah, that's rather what it than is. build we tear up. Down. Usually if it's something that like the Democrats are like also doing, I'll just be like... Try to make it like a both sides. Like, yeah, they're all crooks, aren't they? You know, uh-huh. one of those kind of things. But today, I let Steve have it. <laughs> Around the corner, he's like, he has restored voting rights for 100,000 felons. I said, Steve, let me tell you something. I said, if you go to prison for 10 years for some, usually it's a soft fucking drug crime or some Victimless dumb shit. Victimless crime. But whatever. What, even, even if it's the worst thing in the world. If you fucking... And not even, like, I don't even believe in all that kind of shit. But, like, particularly if you've spent 20 years in a fucking 8 by 8 and you get out, like, you mean to tell me that your ass gets to make all my decisions for me from this point on because I was a bad, bad, bad boy once upon a time. <laughs> I ripped it to him. But I was, and he goes, he goes. I, and, and then I said, well, I said, like, you know, I guess if you look at that as voter disenfranchisement, I said, I, I, what do you call uh, putting up one voting machine in a black neighborhood when there should be fucking 50 of them uh-huh. and creating these lines out the door to make people leave? He's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> and then we just shut up about it. He started talking about his Epiphone dot that he's trying to re- <laughs> refurbish. Epiphone dot? Yeah, his... Uh, where was this at? Yeah, the, the dog, dog park. park. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Tom so we, with all Tom took a stand at the dog park. I I didn't want. I like. I I hate doing that. Just especially if it's like <laughs> I hate myself. Took a stand at the dog park. <laughs> these feel so stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. These are some of those times where you just like watch yourself. I, I literally am watching myself do this, thinking, "God damn it, just shut the fuck up." It just, but it just struck a nerve at somebody that's like mad about some guy coming home and he doesn't which you know like we know voting doesn't avail anything anyway but like again it's like it's it, the people minimum. fought for that it's the <laughs> you goddamn, know what i'm saying yeah and it's the goddamn minimum people died for that yeah civil rights movement people got mauled by dogs for that like like shut the fuck up dude and that's what he was complaining about yeah <laughs> he's like he's like and he didn't even say like pedophiles murderers or rapists he's like we got all these dope heads gonna be gonna be and then his wife tried to said and they'll vote all for Democrats. <laughs> you just said, yeah. yeah. That's what we want. 
was just like, man. Actually, it's not what we want. Shit, it I is did it too. <laughs> it fell into the trap too. <laughs> Although this decision of his, I mean, we could obviously it was the bare minimum that he should have done because the last thing his spineless daddy did was this very thing knowing that it was going to be overturned the next fucking day and sure enough it was so he did it on his first day in office yeah and you know he called up his dad and had some teary-eyed <coughs> fucking i did it dad <laughs> i gotta make my legacy dad <laughs> keeping the brashear legacy alive he did something his dad should have done a full four eight twelve years ago and his yeah. dad probably said something like you did good, son. Times are changing, and uh, you did a good job. People could have been, if his dad hadn't been such a spineless eel. People yeah, he did it on the way out the door. Pe- yeah, on his, on, like his last week, literally. Yeah. And then Bevan overturned it his first week in office. Yeah. So it was like. And he knew that was no, He knew. He knew. He's a good He man. was such a fucking eel. <laughs> people could have been, this could have been people's reality for the last 12 years, and it should have yeah. been. Well, I, I fucked Steve's head up a little bit. My parting act was, well, man, Trump's did some kind of kind of crazy stuff on criminal justice reform if you're mad about it you know like he's a big trump guy and i was pointing out you know That's how true. now trump's doing the jared kushner's little pet project thing Kanye like West stuff. yeah uh, so i tried to use that it didn't really go anywhere <laughs> how do you so you've known this you've got to know this guy via the dog park yeah i mean i like them they're fun you know they're fun to talk to it's just he's the guy i was telling y'all he's got like a he's bought a leather jacket from gatlinburg that has all the armed forces like division logos oh on the back of it and then he God. said man it on the back it's fucking rope god bless america <laughs> he goes I, I said it's fucking rope he said it's fucking rope man wow terrence is falling apart sorry, over guys. here sorry sorry he's made a vape mess i'm sorry did you drop a bunch of weed in the carpet oh, that's the man. biggest fucking party foul Ew. No, I didn't. Is that hot? My favorite thing when you bought that was this for potpourri or something. Yeah. <laughs> they want people to be huffing potpourri. Anyway, I'm sorry. Andy Bashir. <laughs> Andy Bashir. Sorry. Um, Our vape jumped off the table. <laughs> so, as we, uh, as you know, Andy Bashir is now uh, governor, but that means Bevan is out. And, um, and I kind of just wanted to go into uh, what the scene looks like a week before Bevan was gone and i want to go to a speech he gave in uh, new hampshire let's see at the frankfurt christian academy uh about his faith and um he said this is what he said why is the governor of kentucky giving speeches in new hampshire i think that's where he's from where bevan bell's the bevan Mm. bell factory i believe is yeah he gave this in the ruins Yes. Of the Bell Factory. The <laughs> well, Bevin's what he's Bell doing factory. is giving us some wisdom going forward for the blood that's, and soil movement. That's what he's doing. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, Bevan, who leaves office next week, this was written um, on December 2nd, so a week ago. Uh, Bevan, who leaves office next week, told the crowd that he studied at a small Christian school in New Hampshire for nine years and that the opportunity set the foundation of his religious values. He said that having a strong belief in Christ helped him stand strong when his faith was tested. Um, as you all know, uh, Brittany Bevan, the oldest daughter of Bevan and his wife, died in a 2003 car accident at age 17. I knew that. Did you all know that? I didn't know that. One yeah. of his kids died? Yeah. Um, but this is the story he tells. I'm sorry. What I was really getting to was this amazing story that he tells <laughs> of himself standing oh, up. He could have withheld that detail till after we <laughs> shit all over. 
sorry. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you've, just, you've just blunted the reaction by 15%. <laughs> so, uh, no, just keep sharpening your swords. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm guessing as people of faith, you hope that your faith will sustain you when times are tough. You pray that it will. You believe that it will. But you don't really know until you have nothing but your faith. The governor also recalled a time that an unnamed sociology professor at Washington and Lee University talked about the religion of an indigenous group for found in the Amazon rainforest in the middle of the 20th century. Bevan graduated from Washington and Lee in 1989. But of course in the discovery of them, this is what the professor is saying, uh, but of course in the discovery of them, people learned about them and some of their beliefs and we were studying that. And some of the things that they believed seemed a little bit, to our mind, a little preposterous. And I won't bore you with all of it other than to say that somebody made a comment, how can you believe that? He said the professor then compared the situation to the beliefs and stories of Christianity and, quote, began to mock Christianity and made it sound like it's just kind of the same as, like, an indigenous religious <laughs> belief. Bevan said he felt he had to respond. So I raised my hand and I said, you know, I find what you're saying to not only be a bad analogy, but it's offensive in some respects. And I said, why? The governor said that the professor then tried to mock him before moving on with the lesson. <laughs> it's interesting that we live in a world where everybody wants diversity unless it's your view of a diverse idea. People want to include everyone except those who don't agree with them, he said. Bevan said that, some, that many of the other students in the college class thanked him later for saying something. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he sake. ended his speech by talking about characteristics that a person should have to be successful, no matter what situation they are in or path of life they are on. Humility, integrity, tenacity, and service. So, um, what do you think? Do you think this really happened? Uh, well, that's funny that you, Bevan was like the 1980s version of the Kent State gun girl or the guy that like did the change my mind table or something. <laughs> right. It's like Bevan's up at Washington Lee. He's got a fucking... Everybody's doing this like androgynous, like you know, synth pop golf look thing. And <laughs> Bevan's got a table up says Depeche Mode is gay. Changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, do you think that really happened? It's not a chance. <laughs> Raised his hand and said that not only is it a bad analogy, but it's offensive to Christianity. Well, he probably did because everybody had class with that person that always thought they were like they were contrarian, like kind of a slightly conservative contrarian that is just like persuaded of their own intellectual superiority, and they're actually among the dumbest people in the class. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he clearly is very inspired by himself. Just looking at the man is terrifying. Honestly, he just looks deranged. <laughs> like he can't. He he's walking around want, like itching to correct people all day long yeah well i mean do you guys remember this in like 2014 i think it was or 2015 there was this meme going around the internet called marine todd marine todd yeah and it was about how this marine guy oh yeah yeah yeah, marine todd yeah like yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, the premise was that there was this atheistic professor that stands up in front of the class and sort of makes this very like godless <laughs> pronouncement um, and like Marine Todd is this patriot who stands up and, you know, challenges the professor to his He was belief. the first figure of this <laughs> movement we see today. Right? Yeah. I, I couldn't remember if Marine Todd was that guy or the guy that railed Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Man, that's, what happened to that? That guy, 
a hero. A great PR team. That's what happened. <laughs> Washed away. Well, Bevan's story sounds exactly like the Marine Todd meme. You know what I mean? Which is fascinating because Bevan kind of came directly out of the Tea Party thing. I mean, Bevan 100% was sharing Marine Todd memes in 2014. <laughs> well, what he's done is he's just he's just inserted himself into the Marine Todd meme. Exactly. And he's th- trying to make it fresh and relevant he for 2019 himself. as his like his parting, you know, profiles and courage moment. <laughs> you know. It's just yeah. like <laughs> He writes his own profile and courage. Yeah. I guess technically I do that all the time. I guess technically Tom did that just a minute ago. I was going to say, this is just Tom at the dog park, really. Yeah, really. Yeah. Do you think that really hey, happened I'm at the dog park? I'm not looking for any kind of pat on the back now. Do you think I'm that really like, happened at the dog that's park? That's just the Terrence? kind of guy I am. Not a chance. I, I don't know. Generally, with a Tom story, it's I have to gauge how much of it's bullshit and how much of it's not. Well, y'all like... Yeah, y'all it's like, like 62, 38, <laughs> something like that. Oh, my God. You'd lie true sound of that, Turner. <laughs> I mean, it sounded truthful to me. I believed him when he told it. And that's really all that matters. That's the hallmark, you know? That's that's all that matters is that I believed him when he told it. Y'all get mired in details too much. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. Let the truth stand in the way of a good tale. Go ask ask Steve, the owner of Journey at Dog Park in Lexington. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, he owns the dog park? No, he was on the board. Did a man challenge you and your core beliefs? <laughs> and your core today? beliefs the other day. About five eleven, <laughs> little chunky. Cute, cute dog answers to Sally. <laughs> Come to think of it, yeah. And I've actually been volunteering with my local felons' rights <laughs> organization. He changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck. Um. Well, that's uh, that's all I got for today. I, it just occurred to me that Bevan's also a Marine. He's Marine Matt. Oh, he is a Marine. He's I Marine Matt. Yeah. yeah. He is Marine Matt. So, I forgot about that. So this guy. Well, um, so, yeah, so if you want to hear more Kentucky content, <laughs> go to the Patreon, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. We got some good content for you over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to tell what bizarre things ensued at street side bar and grill last night oh yeah you want to do it on that one or you want to do it on this one up to you, you guys want to play the game now uh, kick, kick it off on the next one let's take us five okay, okay. let's take five uh we've got plenty to talk about on the next one okay so we'll have to go in and surgically punch it in <laughs> every single item no i think we got plenty of time surgically all right, go to the Just Patreon if you, if you want to hear it. Uh, P-A-T-R-E-O. And yeah, almost 70 episodes over there. <coughs> More, Almost actually. 80. <laughs> More, almost yeah, 80. Almost 80. Well, don't ask me. I don't know what the fuck's going That's on. That's right. Um, so, yeah, if you're looking for a Christmas gift, buy someone uh, a subscription or help them pay money on their insurance. Yeah, on their deduct. Offer them... Off a of future, <laughs> a future help on their deductible, or if they're in dire straits, a kidney or sixty-five percent of your liver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it grows back, people. It's the yeah. end of a decade. I feel like this is a big gift. Like you have, we we have to up our ante this year. I agree, and, and offer a big gift. It's the end of a fucking decade. I agree. So uh, go go do those things, and um, we will see you over at the Patreon. See you later. Bye.